Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After Paul and Barnabas had proclaimed the good news to that city and made a considerable number of disciples, they made a, the returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch. They strengthened the spirit of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, It is necessary for us to enter into many trials, to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. They appointed elders for them in each church, and with prayer and fasting commended them to the Lord, in whom they had put their faith. Then they traveled through Pisidia and reached Pamphylia. After proclaiming the word of God at Perga, they went down to Italia. From there they set sail for Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work they had now accomplished. And when they arrived, they called the church together and reported what God had done with them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all, compassionate toward all his works. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Let them make known your might to the children of Adam and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures through all generations. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. A reading from the book of Revelation. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will always be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes, and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, 
Alleluia. I give you a new commandment, says the Lord. Love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, I all will often say that religion is not simply about being good people. Because many then will justify not going to church, not receiving the sacraments, not listening to the specific teachings of the church, not engaging even in religious practices. They think it's enough to be a good person. Easter and the readings of today remind us that it's not simply about being a good person. It's about being a new person. Behold, I make all things new, the Lord says from the throne. And Jesus says here in the gospel passage, I am giving you a new commandment. Now the commandment of love was already there in the law and the prophets. How is it new? The Lord has made all things new. He has started at Easter a new humanity. Because risen from the dead, having the life and the glory he had with the Father before the world began, Jesus now lives that life also in a human nature, maintaining his divinity, but living that life which is beyond the reach of death, living it in his human nature, which, brothers and sisters, is our human nature. The same human nature, because there's only one, shared by all, born and unborn alike. The newness is that now humanity is joined to divinity. Yes, the command was there to love your neighbor as yourself, but now he says, love one another as I have loved you, as my Father has loved me. There is a divine love that is now in us. You can actually love with superhuman strength because you're baptized. God has said, Behold, I make all things new. To his Son, Jesus Christ, you are my Son, this day I have begotten you. And that day is the day of the resurrection. And there are other layers of meaning to that too as we reflected just the other day. 
But he also says it to you. Behold, I make all things new. Because now you have a new power to love. Now you have the Holy Spirit in you to give you a new power to understand the things of God and the things of the faith. You have a new ability to understand the sanctity of human life. You have a new ability to forgive those who have hurt you. You have a new ability to remain calm and unafraid in the midst of adversity, to have the joy of the Spirit even in the midst of sorrow. You have superhuman strength because you have a share in the divine nature. You have it, and you have it now. Behold, I make all things new. He takes your past and washes away the guilt of evil doing, washes away the sin. We should remember our past so that we learn from it, but never let it cast us down. Behold, I make all things new. He heals relationships. Of course, it takes two. But if the other one of the two is not interested, at least you can have peace because he has made all things new. And here's the other way in which he has made all things new. We are no longer subject to the power of death. Yes, we die. But the meaning of that has been radically changed in Christ because now he has brought our humanity into the glorious and endless life that he has on the throne. Notice what it says here. In this, we're almost at the end of the Bible here with this reading, this second reading today from Revelation chapter 21. He sees heaven, John sees heaven. And this new Jerusalem, remember Jerusalem was where the temple was, the dwelling of God on earth, the place of, of highest worship, but this new Jerusalem is like a bride prepared for her husband, and God will dwell with them. The closeness of God to us. It's a theme we see throughout Scripture. Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden. God was in the tent of dwelling as the Israelites went through the desert journey. God was there in the temple in Jerusalem. God is in Christ in the incarnation. Matthew says he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And then before he ascends into heaven, at the end of Matthew's gospel, we read Jesus saying, Behold, I am with you always until the end of the world. And in the Acts of the Apostles, we see the mighty miracles. And Mark says at the end of his gospel, the Lord was working through them. And he had explained that when you teach and preach after I send you, they are listening to me and they are listening to the Father who sent me. All the theme, this theme is the same. God dwells with his people. And so this theme brings us right to the end of the Bible too. And it says he will always be with them as their God. And this union of God with us, this dwelling of God among us, means that we are always with each other. That's why there's no more sea. You notice how the reading says in that new world, there will be no more sea. Not because there's anything wrong with the sea, but because especially in those times, the sea 
was a great separator of people. Hard to cross. No more separation. No more people inaccessible to us. There will be, furthermore, no more death. Behold, I make all things new. The newness of living in Christ is that now death is done in union with him and we live. It has been conquered in as much as it no longer separates us forever from one another and certainly doesn't separate us from God. There will be no more death. First of all, once we have risen from the dead, we die no more, just as Christ dies no more. But there will no longer be then the sorrow and the fear that death brings. Behold, I make all things new, and even though we yet must die, we can live without that fear, because we know it has been conquered in Christ. No more death or pain, crying out or mourning, no more. This is the gift of Easter and this is why we are a pro-life people. Pro-life, acknowledging that life has been given to us, that it is victorious, and that we in the world are able to extend this victory of life over death by saving lives ourselves. Just last night I was with a great number of savers of life, had dinner at the Florida Family Policy Council Gala Awards Dinner. Many legislators of Florida were there. I was sitting at the table with the president of that council, John Stemberger, with Senator Marco Rubio of Florida, with Catherine Glenn Foster, who heads up Americans United for Life. We were together at having a great evening celebrating the saving of life through lawmaking, the saving of life through education, through the work of so many hundreds of people who were there, and you too, the saving of life that God accomplishes through your words and your works, it's all a proclamation of what will be. Death will be no more. Behold, I make all things new. When we speak a word to a mom who's pregnant and afraid and doesn't know what to do and all of a sudden she realizes she's not alone and that there is something she can do and that there are people willing to help her raise that baby, for her it's like all things are new. When we speak the word of hope to someone who has had an abortion and tell her that her life is not over and that God still has a plan for her and that she is not her abortion and that she can commend that child to the Lord in the sure hope of seeing that child again, for her all things have been made new. When we can talk to a person who has lived under the lie for decades that abortion is somehow a right, somehow a choice, and suddenly they see for the first time the picture of a baby without any arms, without any legs, and with their body half torn apart, and they see that that's what abortion does to a formed human baby. Behold, I make all things new. Their whole insight changes. Their whole way of evaluating it changes. Behold, I make all things new. You never have to think that the commandments are impossible to live. 
You have a new sense of strength, a new commitment of love. This is what the Lord has done to all of us. This is what the Lord has done by putting into our hearts the promise that death will be no more and that God will dwell with his people. He will dwell with his people forever because he dwells with us now. The risen Christ is in you, in us, uniting us. Let us take hold of that risen life and truly continue to have a happy Easter. Amen. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.